I do what I want and I do not feel particularly obliged to anyone. If you know me at all, if you've, if you've ever met me, um, that is 100% accurate. I told a story today actually to my co-workers because they were talking about a student that acts up. And I was like, bro, it makes me laugh because uh, I remember one day when I was a student and I had a um, – at school, so I must have been like 15 – 15, 16, and there was a substitute teacher and the substitute teacher was trying to make us all play sport, was a PE teacher, and I hadn't brought my uniform, so I decided that I didn't want to play. I was just like, fuck it. I didn't bring my uniform on purpose. I didn't feel like playing. Fuck it. I'm usually quite, I like sports, right? I just didn't want to do it. I was in a bad mood. So I said to the teacher I didn't have my uniform And she was clearly a bit disheveled, didn't know what she was doing. And she forced me onto the field to play. Uh, We were playing football, soccer, wherever you originate. Uh, And so I decided to sit in the middle of the field. Literally, I sat down. I didn't even pretend to stand at the side. I sat down. And she's like, get up, you know. Obviously, an argument ensued because I was sent to the head of the PE department. And so she walked me. She was so offended. I'd made her so angry. She walked me to the other side of the school. She, she, I remember because we walked there and the the head teacher came out of the staff room and I'm like, hey, because I knew him and he knew me. We Not that I get into trouble in sport a lot, but, you know, we must have had similar personalities. I remember him. I really like him. Tough, kind of sporty guy. Um, bulky. Joe Rogan looking guy. Very like Joe Rogan. Picture Joe Rogan. It's very similar. But I don't know. Older? No, not older. Probably about the same age. Uh, like, hey. And I called him the nickname that I call him. And he's like, <laughs> he just like, he just like laughs. And clearly the, the temporary teacher shat herself then. Because she realized she made an error. Right? With someone like me, who's very disagreeable, you just leave us the fuck alone, right? It's just, it's just not worth it. Because he was, you know, uh, he didn't know what to do with me. Because <laughs> what do you want me to do? Just sit outside, you're right? I didn't have my uniform. There was no reason she should have made me play, right? I was in the right. <laughs> I shouldn't have been so disagreeable, but, you know, these things. This is the kind of, uh, with, I do not feel obliged to anyone. If I don't want to do something, I'm just not going to do it. There's no way to the point where throughout my life, it's caused me massive issues because sometimes what someone else wants and what I want should correlate. Like I secretly do want what they want, but I have to do the opposite because that's just the way I'm in. This is the way I am. And it's such a problem. I have to literally ignore what other people want. Pretend they don't matter because I need to do what's good for me. It took me years and years to stop just polarizing myself. Yeah. Which is a normal sign of being a teenager, right? But still now, still now, someone will do something and I will instantly try and do the opposite. Someone says they like bunnies and I'm like, bunnies suck. Why do you like bunnies? I will immediately polarize myself to the opposite of them to build a better conversation. I, yeah, like... 
I do what I want when I was 18. I got a tattoo, you know, I came home. My mom's like, what the fuck? You know, uh, I, I don't know. When I was in Germany during the pandemic, just I just decided to get up and leave. Fuck off. Go to go to Brazil. Tell nobody. And then I five months in, I'm like, I'm in Brazil again. My mom's like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> I uh, do what I want um, to the point where that kind of repeats in my head. Um because you know what's best for you. Now, this is very important that you need to control it, as I said, because if you're just polarizing, you become anti-Machiavellian. Your Machiavellian skills diminish because other people can manipulate you with reverse psychology. And it's something that I've known throughout my life that once I realized what reverse psychology was, I was like, oh, shit, I fall I must be falling for that all the time. So I started to regulate what I do. I was like, I can't do the opposite of what other people doing are, are doing, but I can't do what, um, how am I going to say? I had to, to summarize, I had to figure out what I wanted to do, what I actually really wanted to do and just ignore everything else. N not necessarily my first impulse, not necessarily what other people wanted. I just had to figure out what my core directive actually was this is what we're doing and we're going this way right but it took me so long to not just flip between what the collective wanted and what I wanted neither of those things are actually valid what I'm meant to be doing is what I should be doing very complicated but so very agree <laughs> so I'll give a quick example of a collective thing so if um up with this um so say um i know most people because with the machiavellianism right you get to know people very quickly you get to know the collective very quickly um you know when to or not say things that go against the collective because it will turn people against you or turn people towards you because what people think when they're having a conversation is it's you versus them, but it's in no way that at all. It's you versus the collective and them, okay? Whereas you versus collective and them, whatever, the collective's in the middle. It doesn't matter where the collective is, right? But think of the collective kind of like a filter, right? Um, you have the collective being like a politeness system, right? And being politeness um it's not really but politeness is how we interpret the collective opinion okay so if you're very low in politeness you are constantly breaking something that you don't understand and you're like what the fuck am i breaking why are people always angry at what i say because you're just being yourself you're like what the fuck is happening here if you're so low in politeness that you can't pick up on the politeness system you're like you just constantly being yelled at all the time, being told you're wrong, being told you're being offensive, being told you're breaking the rules, and you have no idea. You're like a kid. You're like five, and people are yelling at you, and you're like, what the fuck have I done? And so you have to develop an inbuilt understanding of what the politeness system is, and you hate it. You hate it because it's changing the self, and if you're high narcissism, you have a very strong self, and you get super offended by, by the fact that you have to alter it for people 
and this is where the, the cinch is, who are lying to themselves, right? The collective is the group opinion, and the collective can be correct, right? But it's generally not correct for the individual. So, say, um, I'm going to use Pokemon as a reference again, I don't know why. But, but say Pokemon, um, Pokemon Go, um, uh, uh, it comes out, and everybody plays it on their phone. It's like a... It's like a fad. It's like the, the best thing that's ever happened, right? I'm sh may sure maybe some psychopaths played it. I'm not saying it's it's not individually a fun thing. But people played it collectively because other people were playing it and they wanted to fit in. And then like a couple of months later, they stopped playing and they're like, why did I play this stupid thing, right? Because what people didn't know, which came out later, I'm sure some people knew about it before, was that companies were paying Pokemon Go to get you into their cafes, into their restaurants. It was like a, a massive money maker for Pokemon Go, right? The companies would give them money to put a rare Pokemon or a Pokemon that someone could catch in the store. <laughs> Super smart. So much money that company made. Uh, and it was weird because the company who made it wasn't an, a company. It was clearly another company that had... Yeah, Pokemon Go is a very weird thing that happened. A very weird technology thing. Anyway, so what I wanted to talk... I've read some stuff about it. And, uh, anyway, I don't really care. I don't give a shit at all. I think it's a very smart business thing. I'm not saying it's morally wrong, but I'm saying that people didn't know that. There's a lot of things that happens where the collective jumps on board and has no idea what's happening. They're just going with the flow. And that's cool. It's fun. They're, they're hedonistic. They're going with the fun. Sure. Um, but that's what I'm kind of trying to talk about, that the collective doesn't control their hedonism. They don't control anything very well. The collective is the collective. But say, as an example, a collective opinion is do not murder other people. Which is fine. Until your country gets invaded and the other person can't deal with murdering someone. Whereas if you're a Spartan and your culture is murdering people is okay because they're uh, in invader culture, right? The average person can deal with being invaded. Switzerland has this. Switzerland now has a militia culture and they can protect themselves if they have, can be invaded. They're the, one of the most protected countries in the world, right? They, I don't think they've ever been defeated, right? Um, because they have a militia. That's the, I was reading something, I was watching a video about, uh, I can put it on the screen, about where the uh, American Constitution came from in terms of um, Switzerland, uh, about guns. Uh, Switzerland's really interesting, it's an interesting place. Because um, I lived in Germany for like three years, so I, I, I thought about some of these countries as well. Because <clears throat> Switzerland's very close to uh, Germany. Um, I like Germany a lot. Germans and Australians are pretty similar. Germans are more reserved, but Germans, Australians, Dutch, real super blunt. <laughs> and I really like that. Yeah. But to be fair, when I was in Germany, I stayed at home playing video games a lot. So it wasn't it wasn't like I did crazy things. But I, um, I lived in Dusseldorf, so I lived um, on the border to the Netherlands. Um, and I, I ventured around a bit my area. I never went to Berlin. It was too far. It was, <laughs> 
even though they have bullet trains. I'm not going to talk about my traveling, okay? <laughs> this is not the correct video for that. I can do that in a different video. But high openness to experience. I like to travel, I like to do things. I like to absorb cultures. So I like to live in a place and become what it is to be a citizen there. Like I, I like to drink in the atmosphere. Where I go, what I do, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, in Mexico I had a bit of a problem where all the really good shit was far away from uh, from a large city and I um, get um, car sick. So if I hired a car, that would be fine, but they drive on the opposite side of the road. So all these weird things that, yeah, that uh, create problems, but I don't travel to see things. I don't... Um, I travel to run away. <laughs> I travel to to put distance between me and uh, and things. I just want to see things like uh, experience life differently. I can live my daily life anywhere. Mm. Anyway, um, what I wanted to say though about the collective, and this is it. The collective opinion is that how I traveled is incorrect because most people travel to see things that they never remember and don't care about. I asked someone what it was like seeing the pyramids five years later and they have a blurry rough memory of seeing the pyramids but people don't go for the spiritual connection of connecting with an empire probably 10,000 years old that built the Sphinx directed to the constellation of Leo or whatever that you know they, they don't look at the water erosion on the Sphinx they don't they don't look at you know they, they don't think about why the cap of the pyramid's gone they don't think about the chambers go like the average person just goes to see shit to say they've been seeing shit like this uh it's a complicated thing when people travel. Yeah. This is what I mean. It's okay to also not enjoy the way I traveled. If you individually think that. But the problem is a lot of people don't individually think. They think they're justified to have a quick response without depthful analysis because they're backed by the collective. This is where you will come into being prey to the psychopath. If the psychopath sees that you can't detach from the collective, they don't respect you as an individual and they will just bulldoze you because we can already defeat the collective. We just separate ourselves. I just fuck off to a different country, totally leave the Australian collective. I don't care. I li like the, uh, the Mexican collective and the Australian collective is totally different. The, the the universal mankind collective again there's multiple layers of collective your social circle has a different collective than your sibling social circle right the people believe different things to be able to overpower a social circle and make them do something that you want this is this is an argument of um um, overpowering the collective but what I wanted to say was if you have an independent unique opinion and you can prove you're a human psychopath will leave you alone but if you can't prove you're human because you're tapping into the collective and needing it to back you you have no backbone you're half a human because you need the collective to survive 
It's it's the Matrix argument. When when I saw the Matrix when I was sixteen, I think it came out when I was sixteen. Came out in the early two thousands. Um. Anyway. Um. Me trying to remember. Maybe I was like thirteen or something when it came out. I don't know. But I saw the movies when it came out. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I said, oh my god, my memory. I don't know. Anyway, maybe it came out in '98. Maybe I saw it late, and then I saw the second one of the movie. I don't know. Anyway, so the the collective means that you're leaning on something else to back you which is totally fine if you are in congruency right so i do this i uh, give an example of how i test this in people i've been doing it since i was a small child so i'll go say to a pub and i'll sit next to a random person and i'll start talking to them and then i'll ask them about something random say the football's on which i don't really care about but i'll say look well, the, the nrl's on in australia we rugby is the main type of um so, um, uh, be like, look, look, the football's on. You can pretend it's soccer. You can pretend it's AFL, whatever the fuck you want. It's gridiron, whatever type of football you want. Um, the word soccer originates from association football. The sock in association is where the Americans got soccer, a sock association. Um, that's why it's called soccer. And Australia um, took that on. So I apologize. Eventually, it'll probably convert back to football, but anyway, uh, as a term. Yeah, so say you're watching a uh, sport on TV, and you're like, oh, what do you think about the game? You know, and the person's like, oh, I think X will win. And I'm like, why? And the person's response will vary, right? The, the default answer of, oh, I don't care about it, I don't know, I think X will win, I think Y will win, um, X happened on the weekend, therefore Y will happen, whatever. These are just the stock answers, right? But the Y answer varies, right? So I'm like, why? Um, the answer that comes will be complicated. So... Say the person says, because I read in the newspaper or I read in an article that X happened to Y, therefore Z is going to happen. Um, some dude broke his leg, so he's out and there's a replacement player, therefore the team's less strong, therefore maybe they'll lose. I'm like, right, <clears throat> that's fine. I don't give a shit. That's a collective opinion, that's fine. But then I ask, do you agree? with what you read. Do you agree? And this is when you hit the problem layer of trying to gauge how human the person is, how conscious, because it's how conscious about like being human, you, you flesh, you're obviously born a human, but how conscious, how, you, how much you're using yourself, how much you're using the brain, how aware that you need to be a conscious human being to make conscious choices to live a life where you're able to defend your family and you know good luck defending your family if you're mimicking the tv you know tv's not going to protect your wife you know 
so you walk up so so they may say yes i agree and i'm like why do you agree and they may say, oh, because he's the best player on the team and I've been watching for 10 years and I was so glad when they bought the player and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And I learn all this stuff about the player. I'm like, right, this player was successful in the last team, used to play for the Bulldogs, now he plays for the Panthers and now blah, and now blah, 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 blah. And my brain absorbs all that pure data because I didn't know that. And then I'm just going to repeat it to another person <laughs> to make myself look smart, right? It's just pure openness to experience. It's just new raw data. I love new data, right? I don't, the person could be wrong. And I say it to the next person, the next person's like, no, you're wrong. And I'm like, really? I'm wrong? Cool. Tell me why. Because I'm just mimicking the other person, right? But I know that. I know it's not my opinion. Most people mimic things and they don't know. So you can just, because uh, it creates arguments. So as an example, so the person says all this stuff about where they got the data from and that's their opinion and why it's their opinion. And that's great. And we have a great conversation and they think I'm amazing. They, they like me and I like them. This is great. And then after a while, I finish my drink, I get up and fuck off. It's a purely fantastic conversation. They've never known they've been talking to a psychopath and it's the best, you know, they, they've had a great conversation. They go home, tell their wife, oh, I had this great chat with this random person at the pub. They were really interested, you know, or whatever. They talk to their mates about it. This hot girl came up and talked to me about this. <laughs> Shit like this. Yeah. The point is, is that's a smooth conversation. Anti-collective. They separated from the collective and had their own opinion. This is person two. So the first part of the conversation is the same. They tell me that they, they think the team will lose or something uh, because of what they read. And I'm like, do you agree with what you've read? And their mind goes blank. There's nothing there. They never thought of whether they agree or not. And this tends to be the vast majority of people. The brain goes blank. They've just read something and they're mimicking it. And my predator mode goes on. It's like a whole part of my brain shifts forward into like your teeth. It's like the blood enters your teeth. You go into hyper predator mode where you realize the person is doing something wrong. It's just, it, it's not controlled. The person has disobeyed what it means to be a human. To be a human, you must not let psychopaths rule your life right who do you think journalists are i because as as i then get sometimes angry and i explain to them who do you think's on the tv telling you things people like me i don't want to fucking hear what people like me are saying on the tv i could just watch the tv myself i don't need to fucking have secondhand shitty chinese whispers put back on me i could just watch it myself if they're reading an article, just telling me what the article said. I could just read the fucking article. I don't want random shit from other people coming out your mouth. I want what you think, because I'm talking to fucking you. You're here. You're, I'm going to remember you. I don't want to remember you as a, a secondary fucking offshoot of someone else who is totally unrelated. Because when you speak, 
you're trying to boost your authority by speaking through someone with a higher authority. It's horrible because I don't know where to place you in my brain. Are you highly authoritative? You know lots of stuff. Do you know nothing? You know, where do I put you? What, what kind of information source are you? What, what kind of a human are you? You know, are, are you someone who, um, in this example, so if you listen to Jacques Fresco, the person that I found who talks about this well is, so Jacques Fresco, I first watched in Zeitgeist when I was about 18. He's a futurist. He developed and he like, he developed the designs for the islands around Dubai. He, 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 he's an inventor. Um, and he talks about, um, I put it on the screen, but he talks about how women like, um, uh, say there's a woman who, who lives across the street from you and has, he's dead now, so I can just paraphrase him. Unfortunately, he died 2010, I think he died. Anyway, he died at like 100. Really cool dude. Um, I watched him on and off throughout the years. But say, he, he's repeated this phrase a lot in a lot of different things. I think it's even in Zeitgeist itself, maybe. But so say there's a woman living across the street from you, right? And she's, she's like my age or some age, she's middle age, and she has men coming in and out of her house all the time. And you see that. You live across the street. You can see these men coming in and out all the time. You have no idea what they're doing, and you naturally assume he talks about how dangerous this is. She could be a prostitute or she could be a fucking piano teacher. You have no idea. Right? This is something that humans do a lot is that we fail to properly like, so say you assume she's a prostitute, which is why they give this reference, right? They assume you think she's going to be a prostitute. Um, and say that, I, I imagine, but say, because it's implying that you have wrong, negative, com, uh, wrong, negative, like you think of the worst possible scenario, probably because you're trying to defend yourself, right? You think of the worst possible thing first because the human brain is trying to avoid negative things happening in its life, right? It's trying to protect itself. But when you have these thoughts, if you don't, check you just hold the negative thought you have a wrong opinion and then so what happens when someone like me comes up and asks you why you have your opinion most people explode with anger randomly i'd be sitting at a pub and someone would just start yelling at me for no reason They're like you shouldn't be asking these fucking questions and i'm like what the fuck this was an identical conversation that i've had with two different people of the same thing why did you just explode? The person explodes because they had no answer and they're defending themselves. You've hit a point where you've, they know and you know they're being a shit human being. Their consciousness understands that their consciousness isn't active and they were repeating stuff, but the ego can't take it. The ego's like, no, I am the journalist on TV. I have the same authority as the journalist. I am speaking. Right? The, you, you, by asking why, you lower the ego if there's no backing. And it's just like you get an onslaught of rage for no reason. It's 
very annoying because I'm just trying to have a fucking openness to experience conversation. I'm just trying to gain data. I don't care what your opinion is. You could think that I could have the same conversation with two different people and they could have two different answers and I'll absorb it the same into my brain, have a bit of cognitive dissonance, but I have no opinion. I don't care who wins the game. I don't care, you know, if that makes sense. This person could think that this team's going to win because of X and this person thinks this person's going to win because of Y. It's redundant to me, but I need to know why so I can weigh up which one is most correct or not. Yeah. So, yeah. It's one of the main reasons I, I stopped being friends with people. I've been friends with people for like 20 you know, years, right? There's certain people that you can just be friends with forever. But some people, you whenever you just hit that wall, you have to let them go. Because they're never going to be human enough for the psychopath. They're never going to be real enough that you see them as an equal. Because they're just going to mimic you. If you're a psychopath, you've got a really strong personality. And everything around you will start to mimic you. If they're not strong enough to hold on to their own ego. They start to seep you in. And mimic what you say. Because you become an authority figure. So, and we don't want that. Some of us maybe do. But I think most of us don't. When you're looking for a follower, sure. They can mimic the fuck out of you. But when you're looking for a friend who's going to not yes-man you, who's going to, you know, you never want to be surrounded by yes-man, right? We've all seen stupid shit where that happens. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants, nobody wants to be surrounded by yes-man. And because psychopaths, they want to be out of control, their ego. We have very, very strong ego. We want to be able to... I would imagine, so I found Stoicism last year. I was watching Modern Wisdom, I think, and Chris was, Chris Williamson was um, interviewing Ryan Halliday. Um, and I found it interesting, so Halliday had written a book about Stoicism. Um, he's been on there a couple of times now. Um, but I, um, I didn't really know what Stoicism was before that. And as soon as I I looked into it for more than five seconds, I was like, oh, this is me. <laughs> this, this is how I live. This is how I've always lived. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so it, it's, it's about, you know, controlling emotions. It's about, um, to quote Peterson, being the, uh, being the strongest person person when your father dies or whatever it's um it's about holding yourself and not letting the world beat you down so that you can do things um i would just say some psychopaths you know like it's important to be able to have your emotions also so this a psychopath can empathize macmillions you, you can empathize the 
The issue is putting yourself into a life situation where you find a reason to empathize. So say if you're surrounded by yes men, yes men, you're never going to find a reason to empathize because you see everyone around you as inferior. But if you have true friends, you're going to empathize because you respect that their humanity, you respect that they're real people. I don't know. Yeah. So. Getting too sucked into the collective, into however you want to conceptualize it, into the matrix. And I, I developed all these systems when I was younger for like my hypothesis for guilt. Uh, so the heaven and hell hypothesis, right? Why do you go to heaven? Why do you go to hell? If heaven and hell exists, why do you do either? And I was like, you know, what, what would be the hypothesis? Like what, what, what possibly would send you to heaven and hell? And so I started to analyze this and play with this idea a lot. And I realized you send yourself to hell. Obviously, that's what happens. It's based off guilt. You have guilt, you're fucked. When you die, the guilt will drag you down. And I was like, because of the hypothesis, like, why do, why do bad people get away with things while they're alive? Why do some people fall into depression? Why do bad things are happening to them? It's because that's how you manufacture your life. You you guilt out. Like if, if I feel guilty, I start to change the way I appear, the way I look. I look less confident. I look, I can feel it weighing me down. Right? So people start taking advantage. The, the system changes towards me, right? If you don't feel any guilt, the system is the same. So the argument probably when you die is this the same argument for when you're alive but you know the argument maybe when you die and your life flashes before your eyes maybe you you feed guilt where you never felt it before you feel it but you don't know right the the argument of my whole argument for life is say i meet someone who's a veterinarian Right, and say I meet someone who's um, who chops down trees, and then I meet someone who's a drug addict, right? And then I meet someone who who works a normal nine to five, right? I ask all these people, are they? How am I gonna put this? You, you kind of, you're kind of trying to help the person, work out whether their life has value. Some people seem unaware that all life integrally feeds the system. That's how the collective works. 
because it's the argument with the matrix if you're doing things like say matrix is, is god right say because it's the source right if you watch the movies the source matrix collective vibrationary labeling what whatever you can give the example nature you know the universe you put energy into the system right and the the system needs energy to survive and so do you it, the argument is is a cyclical, cyclical fun function right when i am doing something at work it's going to have a result right it's all cause and effect the system is all mass replicating based off what every single person does and the problem when a person doesn't respect the fact that they're alive they don't respect the self is that the the it just creates a weirdness but that's what the world looks like when you're high in narcissism when someone else isn't high in narcissism you become confused like why why do you think you're a piece of shit i don't understand you and me are completely identical people we have the same bones we have the same you know we all have hairs all over our body you know we're both mammalian you know we both most of our body is water you know why are you implying that you're worse than me i don't understand i just like myself that's what narcissism is you like yourself a lot <laughs> yeah but i understand through through a lot of analysis and through a lot of pain i've worked out that some part of it is because the world doesn't treat everyone equally you start going like this hovering around like this you know you, you you're going to be treated differently by the world based on your attractiveness level people will treat you differently pretty privilege is a proven thing but how confident you are also affects it but your confidence is also based off your energy everyone has a different inbuilt energy system but it's very very complex to watch a person suffer because of it like watch a person feel guilt about something that, that is totally irrelevant It's like they're playing a sick game with themselves. You know, it's just... Why would you decide to play that game? But my analysis so far is that some people are built pre-playing a game. You're built into a game. But I don't understand why you just don't play a different game. But that's why some people like psychopaths is because we allow them to play our game you know we just tell you don't be a piece of shit and hate yourself get the fuck up play the game you'll be fine and they're like fuck it <laughs> just go do the game because it's two versus one then it's me and them versus the game they were born into and they're like fuck it i'll play this different game for a while yeah but 
complicated. Yeah. Because you see them experiencing the pain. You see it. You see it, whether you like it or not. And that's... I'm going to say something really creepy. Just deal with it. And it's a turn-on. When I see someone weak, I, like, um... So, like... If you're a psychopath and you're talking to a psychologist and the psychologist absorbs you because they're too weak to stop absorbing you, that's obviously a turn on, right? Because they're becoming, uh, I guess if you're a narcissist, you, I don't know. It's like they're becoming stronger like you, I don't know, but, but I don't think it's like that. I think that. Maybe people being a pot that you can pour yourself into. They'll buckle to you. Maybe it's just disagreeableness, liking agreeableness. I don't know. But, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But some weak people have it, some weak people don't. And some weak people are cowards. Some weak people are weak for different reasons. And agreeable people... I will talk about this more when I talk about um, uh, 10 out of 10s. So in a later episode, I will talk about more. Enjoy. Goodbye. I've talked a lot. I will have to clip this episode because it's 37 minutes and that's crazy. Goodbye. I myself staring at the stars. I get lost because I go too far. I refuse to do